Always got questions, he's got answers Even though we may not understand, he'll talk anyway We got problems, he won't solve them But he'll talk and talk and talk until he's blue in the face Science, faith, and life Happy holidays, friends. It's Science Mike here. Uh, you're probably hearing this just before or just after Christmas. And if historical patterns are anything close to normal, this will be the least listened to episode of Ask Science Mike for the year. Uh, by the way, I'm Mike McCarg, the Science Mike in Ask Science Mike. And this is a show where we believe that every sincere question deserves an honest and non judgmental response. This is a place for learning to be rewarded, for curiosity to be celebrated. And uh, gosh, I'm just so happy to talk with you every week. Uh, this week, because it's, I guess, an off week uh, <laughs> where not a lot of people listen, uh, Caitlin asked me to just do a mini episode. By the way, if you don't know Caitlin, she is the producer of Ask Science Mike. She's in charge around here and is the reason we have such wonderful regular releases uh, these days. Uh, that is all Caitlin's wonderful influence. So I'm so thankful for her involvement in the program, along with the, the best team in media, uh, consisting of Greg Nordine and Andrew Galecki and Jeb Botterford and Brent Cradle and Victory Palmazano and all the wonderful people who make this work possible. Um. So what are we talking about this week? Well, it's just a little check-in. So the first thing I'd like you to know is that I'll be in uh, Trinity Church in Buffalo, New, Buffalo, New York for the Fresh Voices series on January 11th. And then January 20th through 27th, I'll be at First Presbyterian Church in Fort Smith, Arkansas. You can go to AskScienceMike.com and click on the Events tab to get more information about those. Uh, we also want to remind you that I am setting my speaking calendar for 2020. I did a big uh, announcement about that on last week's show. But basically, don't assume that your event is too small for me to come. We are, uh, as I pursue better physical and mental health, we are architecting my speaking schedule around the kinds of events that I can do that um, aren't so stressful on my body and my feelings. And those are actually smaller rooms. And smaller events. So there's completely new, out-of-the-box ways to put those events on that really lower the cost. So if you've got a small church or a living room, if you want me to just come to your living room, just go to mikemccarg.com slash speaking and fill out the form. And we're going to be very intentional about creating a mix of large and small events in 2020. And I'm going to do fewer events than I've ever done. So that means you need to you need to go and fill that form out as soon as you can uh, so that I can see you next year. Also, if you would like to get me something for Christmas, <laughs> if you want to send Science Mike a gift for Christmas, just go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating for this program. Uh, it would help me a lot. You know, we've had a lot of growth in the patron community, which I so appreciate. Thank you all for your generous support of this program. But as I mentioned last week, the Ask Science Mike audience is very stable. It's like about the same number of people every week, and it's a big podcast. Um, it doesn't really grow. It doesn't really shrink. Um, and so you can help me grow this program by leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts if you have not before. 
And that helps new people discover that this program is there if it's the kind of thing that would be helpful to them in their life. So look at that. We are four minutes into the show and we've just been doing announcements. So what do we want to talk about this week? Last week, we talked about the holiday blues, sadness, depression, seasonal affective disorder, all the things that make us feel down. And, you know, I've thought a lot about mental health and about dealing with difficult feelings. You know, this is this has been a hard year for me, hard year and a half, really, uh, with health challenges and family challenges and transitions in my life and my work. You know, I've recently uh, stepped down from the Liturgist podcast and the Liturgist organization uh, in pursuit of greater physical and mental health, that there's been a lot of sadness with that been a lot of grief. There's been a lot of feelings of loss. And I've been trying to use the new tools at my disposal, uh, having gone through a lot of therapeutic work and trauma therapy, uh, to try to let my feelings have the space to be and to teach me and to show me. I mentioned last week how much I value sadness. And this is probably the first time in my life where I've allowed myself to fully grieve, where I've had the tool set that I've learned through therapeutic work to allow myself to grieve without it being overwhelming, which is why I have not grieved in the past. The compound nature of grief, grief bringing up older griefs, meant that uh, grief felt so intense it did not feel safe. And uh, this season I've been... I've been grieving fully, but in a way that hasn't um, it hasn't knocked me completely down. But as I think through grief and as I think through sadness, and as I just give my feelings the space to be, I have been practicing an intentional gratitude, an intentional orientation of gratitude is really the only way I made it through this last year and a half. So I've taken on as a daily discipline naming things and reflecting and meditating on things I'm grateful for. One of those things, my friends, is all of you. I I sometimes am overwhelmed as I read your cards and letters with the sincere and deep affection that many of you have toward me. I am humbled by that. I am grateful for it. But I I want you to know that um, I just feel the same way about you. It is a great privilege to have the time and the space and the energy to research your questions, to write books, to travel around the world, sharing my thoughts and feelings with people. And all of that happens because of you, and I'm very grateful for you. As I said at the top of the program, I'm very grateful for the people who help make my work possible. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my children. 
grateful for the community of people that are in my life. I'm grateful for the winter time in Los Angeles, which is uh, probably like spring or fall for most of you. But it's a nice change for us to have a little bit of rain and a little chill in the air. One of my favorite times of the year here. And this practice of regularly immersing myself in gratitude in some way acts as a, a ballast or stabilizing force in times of grief or sadness or depression. And research tells us that that is the case. Finding something to be grateful for and naming it has a positive effect on our feelings and on our bodies. And so whether you're listening a couple of days before Christmas or a couple of days after, this is the time of year when people begin to imagine new beginnings for themselves because a new year is coming. And what I've learned in my life, friends, is that new beginnings are always possible. Every day, they don't have to be tied to a date on the calendar, but that they're also difficult. That our brains are comfortable with what is known today, even if what is known today is difficult or miserable or hurtful or abusive. Anything that does not actually end in our deaths, our brains treat as familiar and as a pattern of safety. Isn't that strange to think that someone in an abusive relationship, that parts of their brain could treat that as safe, but because it's known and because you survive, your brain says, well, it's probably best to just stay where I am right now. And when we try to change, our stubborn reptile brains and paleomammalian brains say, well, hold on now. What if a new thing is worse? And I just wanted to name that as we talk about gratitude. Um, don't set yourself up for disappointment if you try to change yourself starting January 1st and find that the process is very difficult. If we are going to talk about grief and we're going to talk about gratitude, then we must also talk about grace. What grace? The grace that you extend toward yourself. A new beginning is hard, even following a season of grief. I think it's so interesting how New Year's resolutions follow the holidays, and holidays this time of family, where we have a craving and a longing to be with those we love, and then amidst all that is the complexity of relationships, and then our bellies full of ham and turkey and vegan stuffing. <laughs> We begin new diets and weight loss regimens and habits and disciplines in a vacation before we go back to work, if we're so fortunate to have a vacation before we return to work. It's a strange cycle, isn't it, if we think about it that way? All I'm saying, friends, is this, this holiday season and in this new year, give yourself space for grief, create a space for gratitude, and then offer yourself grace. And that's all. I just wanted to say hello. I know that some of you are still working, and I wanted you, if you were on your commute, to still have uh, have my voice as company. I didn't want to take uh, take a week off completely. I've become aware that some of you rely on the regular release of the podcast to fill an important 
slot of your week every week. And so it's important to me that I'm there for you as much as I can be. I'd like to thank Caitlin Hermstad for producing As Science Mike, Greg Nordine for production and sound design, Brent Cradle for management services, Andrew Galecki for pre-production, Jeb Botterford for writing, recording, performing everything, the As Science Mike theme song. I'd like to thank my patrons on Patreon for making this show possible. And I just so enjoy talking with you all. And I will talk to you next week.